Welcome to New England Live. It is Monday, November 22nd. We're here with Vadim Mockless from Madadnock Ford. Hello. Is it, is it Mockless or is it Mackless? I, uh, you know, I honestly don't know, <laughs> but I flipped a coin when I was like eight and it came up Mockless and okay. I kind of stuck with it. Okay, I think because <laughs> the, the H is after the K, isn't it? It's kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's after. Is it? Okay. When I write it. <laughs> it's funny. I always mess that up. So, Vadim, uh, New England Live is completely off the cuff, uncensored, nothing scripted at all. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, you know, this this is brought to you by the Outlaw Brewing Company of Winchester, New Hampshire. They have amazing beers. Rick Horton and his team, Vadim, you should go talk to those Need guys to about meet those guys. Doing, a, doing an event down there or something. I mean, Rick will work with you and make it happen. Um, Vadim, what? Car guy, car business. I mean, full disclosure, I used to work with for Vadim, and uh, we did a lot of fun and great things together. So I know his background, but I want to plug into this a little bit because it's it's an interesting background that you have. Can you – let's just take me through. How did you get started in the car business? I mean, you've gone from a salesman to a GM. Like, take us through those steps of becoming sure. an owner. Yeah, well, I mean, it starts with, you know, growing up on the mean streets of Brookline, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just the kidding. The mean so, streets of Brooklyn. It sounds like <laughs> eight mile or something. Yeah, so after, um, after college, um, literally – Two days after college, I started selling cars at the request of my uh, best friend, Ilya Schneider, who is also my business partner, who you know, Aaron. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was probably the shyest human being on the planet. I was the opposite of Aaron Kelly. You're not shy (laughs) anymore. I'm not shy anymore. I'm still no Aaron Kelly, but I'm not shy anymore. (laughs) You're making me out to be some way. I hide in an office and edit video all day now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I was really shy, and he said, come sell cars. I said, no effing way, and he he talked me in a meeting with the general sales manager and, you know, like a lot of car dealerships that are not named in that knock for do, they hired me on the spot because I had a pulse, I think. And uh, isn't that the, you're hiring? That's your that's the first rule of hiring. That, that right? was, I mean, that's that's what I grew up with. Thankfully, we we don't practice that here, but no. um, that's what I grew up with. And and I started selling cars, and the rest is kind of history. I stayed with the same company for. 10 years. What company was that? It was Honda North in Danvers, Mass., part of International Cars Limited, which is, um, is owned, by, owned by Marshall Jesperson, who's okay. a great guy, fantastic athlete, just an all-around brilliant guy, great mentor. And I worked my way up to general sales manager there, and um, then I started getting phone calls and getting recruited and kind of moved up from there. Well, that's how it happens, right? I mean, especially now. I mean, you get a you get a great salesman in your organization, and now everybody else wants them too, right? Exactly. So. I mean, it, it the best way to run a car dealership, I think, is to I mean, not that we wouldn't hire someone off the street, but you want to hire someone who's already succeeding somewhere else if you right. can. Yeah, and it's all about offering a, a better opportunity. That's so it. Let's go backwards a little bit. So, GM, right? How long were you? Uh, how long did you? So that was what a total of ten years in the car business before you became an owner. No, so so then I got a call from um, uh, um, a little known guy named Herb Chambers. Who, oh, uh, who, 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 <laughs> no, so no, Herb's a great guy, and he actually somehow obtained my my phone number and called me from his jet. 
And <laughs> not his yacht. He called me from his jet, and it was some you know funky like satellite yeah, phone satellite number phone, back yeah. then. Oh, you yeah. know, so this was like fifteen years ago or something, or two thousand and six, I think. Whenever, okay. and um, talked me in a meeting with him, and um, yeah, the rest is history. That's crazy. So he took a chance on me, gave me my first GM gig, um, and it was actually a brand new store he was buying. So, you know, to take a chance on a rookie like that to run an Audi and Porsche store was pretty oh, don't, don't let Lee know you ran a Porsche store. <laughs> yeah. he, he wants that Panamera back. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. that And then um, did that for a little bit. Got recruited out of there by David Rosenberg to run okay. his stores in Maine. Yep. And worked for them for a long time and eventually got an opportunity to be an owner. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So what a... Uh, so you've been in the car business your entire life. I mean, what did you what did you originally want to do before? Did is there a story there? I mean, yeah, I was kind of like a super mega dork. You know, all I really, all, honestly, all I did every day was um, when I was a kid was um, either play sports or do computer programming. Okay, which usually it's one or the other, right. but but I did both, and and I was a I was a computer programmer. And then when I got to high school, I just started to not like math and computers anymore. And, you know, then all I really did was just play basketball okay. with my buddies every day after yeah. school and kind of like lost all sense of direction. And well, that's kind of the transition, though, isn't it? I mean, maybe you get interested in women, right? You girls, uh, sports, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, it's yeah. I mean, look, I was. Definitely interested in women, but, you know, just played basketball every day after school. Wasn't very conducive to meeting right. them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> kind of like business in general. Yeah, exactly. Right? When yeah. you're working all that. But, yeah, but listen, but back then, it's kind of like I always say, like, back then, we had all the time in the world, but we were broke as a joke, right? Now we have a little money, and we have no time to do anything. Right, like exactly. That, right? Yeah, so, uh, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't get. Yeah, well, that's a I'm whole ten other, months in. A, you're a lot further. That's a in whole here. other yeah, exactly. conversation. Yeah, but that's off topic. But no, and then then in college, I um I studied business management, which was a little bit more like. Where'd you go to college? Uh, BU first, ah. and then and then Suffolk. Okay. Yeah, Suffolk U because Suffolk BU U. is uh, pricey. <laughs> There could be a little, what is it, Suffolk? Is that the name of it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's it how they pronounce be. it, right? Suffolk U. Suffolk U. It's like the little. Uh, like, so fuck you, right? It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like the little. We're uncensored here, so well, everything. No, it's like that little new yeah. place yeah. just down the block from sure. our studio. Yeah. What's that called? <sighs> F- fucking great. Oh, fucking great. Yeah, yeah but it's great. pronounced fa, factually. Uh, fucking That was great. the whole yeah, controversy. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's another, I mean, we could dive into that. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. I don't know. I mean, somebody was creative on that, but I mean, wow. That's. Yeah. And they put it right next to City Hall. Well, that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm reserving. Yeah. Well, we'll stay one. off that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone else's business. <laughs> so. Manadnock Ford. Yep. When did, when did this start? What year was this for you? So I got to kind of be careful what I say, but I think I know how to say this. So I was originally an investor. I okay. was never really supposed to be the dealer. Right. And um, how do I say this in a way that won't get me in any legal trouble? Um, so basically, I, I invested in somebody, and he turned out to be not the person I thought he was, and his business practices were different than the values I lead. Okay. 
and it led, led led to a split and um, almost drove us out of business, but we made it. And um, I took over running the store in September of 2019. Okay. Uh, but in order to do that, I had to sell another business to free up time. Because it was that was like a baby business, like newborn business that was less than two years old, kind of mm-hmm. like 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 yeah, your business yeah. here or your yeah. business is here, yeah. right. and so you 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 know as well as anybody that like imagine if I asked you right now to go run a car dealership, you'd be like, I when when like, bandwidth like yeah like capacity exactly like, there exactly is none. yeah and you're like a really smart driven guy, but again, where's the time? So yeah, I mean, there's only know, so many hours. Yeah, I'm a driven, like, kind of oh, somewhat, totally. somewhat smart guy. I mean, you're but. sitting here <laughs> bouncing your chair, ready to get out of here and go do something, you know, yeah, business wise and creative, right? It's it's hard for you to take your foot off the gas it pedal. It is hard. Too. Yeah, yeah, it it is hard. Um, so in any case, we sold that other company. I I took over this, and things went well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So you have a so Ilya is your partner. Yeah, Ilya. Ilya is my partner. partner. He's one of the, one of my, my well, he is my best friend. We grew up together, um, and I've known him since fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. Wow, that's a long. Yeah, so we're about the same age. Actually, I think I'm older than you. Yeah, uh, you might have me by a year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we'll leave that one alone. Yeah, too. exactly. So. What does Ilya do? I mean, where is he? Is he an active part of the operation, or is he? A- so it's a, it's actually a great partnership because he stays out of operations, but okay. the stuff that I don't like, legal stuff, right. like you know, uh, whatever contracts and that contracts kind of stuff. and uh, you know, like real estate, like environmental stuff, right? Like, that's okay. all like. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. Like, so you each you each have your you each have your thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, and it sounds like your your background is really like dealer operations, right? I mean, yes. sales management. Yes. Um, all of that, right? Yeah. I love yeah. being in front of my employees or in, or in front of a customer. Well, not, I, not, not in front of a contract or right. a keyboard or certainly not an attorney. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can, I mean, every time I walk in there and you're there, you're sitting at the sales desk. You, you're right, you're right there with the team. Yeah. I it mean, seems I'm, like I'm at the sales desk, but I let them do their thing. Right. I'm there. I'm there for fun. Well, yeah. Support true. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. And I yeah. love the, I love the people that work there. So why not? Well, it gets kind of lonely up in the office overlooking everything. Yeah. It? That's not for me. That's yeah. not for me, but it is nice. Like, like your office here to have a place to get away. Yeah, definitely. When you need it. Yeah. Cool. So what do you think, uh, what do you think drives you? What, what, what's the, what's the motivating factor for you in, in business? You know, that's a, that's a great question. And, and someone else asked me that recently and it's like, it's easy. That's an easy question to answer now. And I'll, so I'll answer it. It's, you know, really I'm trying to set up my kids for, for a future. Sure. But the, the real question is what the hell drove me before? I have no idea. I honestly don't know, Aaron. I have no idea where I got the drive to work 80 hours a week in my freaking 20s. No clue. And, and you've carried that on. Yeah. I mean, you're not, are you working 80 hours a week right now? No, no, because yeah. I got young kids now. Right. I've, I've made a concerted effort to not do that. It's like, it's like, you know, you and I talk about this. Like, we have to try not to work. Right. <laughs> I just stopped trying. I just, yeah, I just work I now mean, because I like it. I love it. I mean, 
we have a great thing, right? Yeah. And you just want to keep it going. Yeah, exactly. But, but Lee's, Lee gets on me all the time. He's like, dude, you need to go home and get some rest. Yeah. I mean, you will. It'll hit yeah. you. You'll know it. You'll you'll definitely know it. But um, it's, uh, well, it's like the personal relationships. We were just talking about yeah. that. Like, I'm at the point now where I'm, my business is not as much of a newborn baby as it was before. So I can make the choice to not allow my relationships to suffer. So so in the in September of 2019, when you, everything, you took everything over, I mean, wh- where do you think you spent the most time as a business owner? I mean, wh- what... What did that look like for you? People. It was all about. It was all about my my people. Um, number one, it was all about just trying to attract the top talent in the area mm-hmm. to do whatever. Right. Like it's kind of like when we met you. We didn't yeah. really have that position, but we're like, holy shit, this guy's talented. Let's figure this out. Right. You know what I mean. So that's kind of what I have. A bunch of people like that. You know, I have. You know, CJ Jack, who's one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. Um, we didn't really have a well-defined position for him, but we're like, we have to have this guy. Right. You know, I had met him a year prior, and I could not stop thinking about the fact that we didn't hire him. Yeah. He's got this just this personality that's bigger than life itself, right? Yeah. I, mean, he, I don't know what it is about you Navy guys, but it seems <laughs> to run. It seems to be a... Uh, a recurring theme with we're, you guys. We're good at volunteering <laughs> ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I, I think, you know, just based on that comment alone, in the military, I mean, you really adapt to do whatever it takes mentality, right? Yeah. If, if you have to work, you have to work, yeah. right? The work doesn't get done until it's done. And, and that's something that they instill in you. Um, but also teamwork, right? And and, and that's that's really what you do have. And, and Cal and I... He, he forced me into this room when we first got this new setup. And he goes, I'm interviewing you. And one, that's one of the things we talked about. I mean, you do. I mean, I loved my time there. But because you have such a phenomenal team. You have a team that works together. And, yeah. And that's, that's hard to find, right? Very hard. I mean, you have a sales team that works with the service team. And right, everybody works together for the same goal. Yeah. How did and you assemble that team? I mean, our stated goal from day one has always been to attract the top talent in the region. So, you know, you, you, number one, like, okay, we're not on the radio, like the over the air radio. So I can be candid, like, and I can edit you gotta, it. You gotta, no, no, but you gotta, you gotta pay a little bit more. If you right. really, if you really want to be serious about attracting the top talent in the area, you want above average talent, you need to, you need to spend the money. And our industry is full of metrics and guides. So there's a guide for every department how much can be spent on compensation. And most dealers spend their lives trying to figure out how to cut that down. But guess what? If you follow the guide, the guide leaves you a whole hell of a lot of money left over at the end of the year. Sure. So forget it. I say don't be cheap. Max it out. Get the best people you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Treat them well. And give them, provide them opportunity. You know, I was recently interviewed by Automotive News, and they 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 interviewed me, and there was one question they were stuck on for about 40 minutes with me. My wife was in the car. She heard it. And it was all about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I ended up saying, and I'm quoted in Automotive News. I can't remember exactly what I said. But I said, like, as an immigrant, this is of the utmost importance to me. 
but it felt like they weren't really getting what they wanted from me. And I, I ended up I ended up clarifying and telling them that the way we include, the way we make sure that we have a diverse workforce is by providing opportunity. Right. That's it. At Monadnock Ford, the color of your skin, your background, your sexual orientation, it does not matter. We provide you work, work ethic, mm-hmm. character, effort. Those are the differentiators at Monadnock right. Ford. We want a diverse environment, and we have one. We actually have a very diverse workforce in a non-diverse community. That's and, very And true. they wanted to know why. And I kept saying over and over again, because we provide opportunity. Right. And you do. I mean, I, I know when I was there, Aaron, what do you need? Yeah. What, you. what do you need to to market product correctly or market your way that you're comfortable, right? And yeah. I need X, Y, Z. Okay, done. Go get it. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that's the way, that's what I've always admired about you and, and the dealership itself is that if, if you need the tools, right? If, if those tools are going to make it easier to be more effective in your position, go get them. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, you had equipment that I had never even heard of. Now, thankfully, it was only about 1% of what I'm seeing in this room because I don't think I can afford <laughs> the equipment in this yeah, room. This is, no, well, this this is really not even nice. in this room, just the other room. Is, uh, we went yeah. even, I had to do, we, we had to get new insurance. So I had to go through and schedule everything, and I'm going through it. I'm like, yeah, wow. This, but I mean, I've been to, like, serious radio stations in, like, Boston and Portland, yeah. Maine, and, like, your equipment's like nicer. <laughs> it's like well, legit. But but I took a cue from you know I, I t- you always take cues from your experiences, right? And yeah. and my cue has always been to stay on the forefront of technology, because having the best technology means you can deliver the best content to your clients, right? And and that's what people expect. Yeah, at least mine. Hundred hundred percent. You know, I'd like listen. I'd like to take my car dealership cues from Herb Chambers, but I still can't afford to build Lexus or Sharon. So, <laughs> kudos to you, man, for putting this together. Yeah, no, it's it's been fun, and it's you know we're still kind of empty. You know, you focus on the things that that matter the most, right? Like we want to do the podcast, so we'll focus on the podcast. Yeah, room. you know, editing video, cameras, that kind of stuff. Cool. So, hmm, what else? Oh, community. You're big on. Big on community. And, yeah. yeah. We're very, very big on community. So that was the other thing that happened in September of 2019 is I got out of the community and just started going to events and meeting people. And that's a period of time where I really did not see my family that much because I was, I mean, I was staying up here in hotels two, three nights a week, mm-hmm. just going to events and, and, and meeting everybody and um, just trying to figure out I wanted to see, like, who's for real and who's not. And, you know, the scary thing is every single person I meet here is for real. Like, yeah. this isn't like, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I, no, it's I not. grew up in Boston where you meet all kinds. You meet real people, you meet fake people. Everybody in this town has been real. Every business owner that I've met has been real. Everybody that's been looking for an opportunity has been real. And I'm like... Oh my God, like, what are we going to support? Who are we going to work with? And then I found out that I don't have to try because everybody here works together anyway. Well, that's, and that was the biggest thing for me. I realized that last summer, right? Like COVID, we didn't get to go anywhere, right? I mean, and I went out and filmed that, um, that Taste of Keen event for the Keen Young Professionals put on. And I was blown away. 
yeah. and to see the community actually out and people supporting each other and, and like like when I moved here in January of what 2020 everything was shut down anyway right I mean it, it was winter time and then we went oh, into yeah. COVID and so yeah there's I like the sense of community here so I've never experienced this before I haven't either I really I really haven't and it's like you know, we can't give any details, but you and I were just talking about an event that another business owner and I are going to yeah. be working on that you'll be working on with yeah. us. And it's like, I thought I had this like big surprise for you. And you're like, oh, I already knew. <laughs> like, but it's like, but it's great. It's great. It's like, it, it's great. And it's, it's funny because I was just saying about some businesses that we're trying to acquire out of state. And I said, if it was in Keene, everybody would already know. Right. But I meant that in kind of like a, it, like a funny way, but it's actually good because if everybody knew, it was probably because they were trying to support us in opening them. Sure. I, mean, I don't think there's really anybody that's nefarious here. I think everybody has some quality or something to offer everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, look at John Brown. I mean, John Brown, greatest guy in the world, right? Cut awesome your hair, but guy. he'll give yeah. you an opinion. And he's one of the guys, that, he's one of the reasons I stayed here, right? So you get a lot of that. And it's it's important. Luca's another one. Ted, I mean, there's so many great people in this community that just, it blows me away. I mean, we were at filtering today and we're getting ready to launch this whole hiring series for filtering, right? And to hear the employees talk about the Hansel family, and everything that the Hansel family does for them, it's just you don't get this in a big city. You no. don't. It's no. and, and if and if it is there, you don't know about it. You never hear about it. Exactly. Right? And it's you're right. It's freaking cool. You know what else? I was just thinking about while while you were talking. So you got here in January of 2020. Yeah. I got here in September of 2019. Yep. Like, 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 look at how we were welcomed with open arms. That's oh, yeah. the other thing that's unbelievable. And, and, you know, again, I, I ran a very large business in the Portland main market, met a lot of great people. It was not like this. Right. You no. were not welcomed with open arms. In fact, just the opposite. If you're from Massachusetts and, and, and you're prominent in Maine, whew, they're not very happy about it. But here it's like, you know, as long as you do good, and you're a good person, and you help yeah. out, you're welcome here. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's it's totally different. I, you know, something just popped in my head. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I bought a uh, I bought a hybrid from you a few weeks ago. Yep. And I, I was thinking about, so I came to the office this morning at like 5.30, as I normally do, but I was driving, and I realized, I looked down at the, at the fuel tank, and it's full. It's still full. Yeah. Right? I've made, I, I, it, it's insane to me, and I'm thinking to myself, I need to talk to Vadim about this because I've never owned anything like this. I literally go all week and I never use any fuel. I charge it up every night. Exactly. And, and it, it, it blows me away. And, and like I talked with Chris on the radio the, the other day that, you know, video is like the future of all marketing, right? EV hybrid is, is, is it there yet? I mean, it, is it? It's not quite, it's not quite where it could be. <laughs> it's not quite where it could be. And, you know, there's a, there's some environmental factors that people don't even consider, like the amount of, like, energy that's required to mine a lithium battery right now. Like, look, like, Elon Musk, brilliant guy. Obviously, yeah. that's an understatement. He's right. one of the smartest guys on the planet. But, you know, he gets a lot of credit for being environmentally friendly. And I know he's doing his best. We as a we as an industry, including Elon, have not figured out how to mine those 
how to mine that lithium in a, in a manner that really, so we can honestly look at each other and saying we're doing good by the environment. We're just not there yet. And ditto for the technology. I don't, I don't think it's there yet. But I do think it's critically important that we continue to improve it and, and move in that direction. So I, I'm all in on this concept now. I mean, the, this whole, e, like, I want to, I want an EV vehicle. I want an electric, like all electric. I, that's what I, it's the torque, the, just, yeah. it, it throws you off not hearing a motor running at all, right? All, it, it does. The, the problem with electric is like, you know, you and I just talked about possibly doing an event out of state. Yeah. For a guy like you with a growing business that, you know, you're going to be called for out of state gigs. Often, I, right. I'm guessing, just looking around at what you got going on here. <laughs> Maybe. Like, I can see that we're, I, I, like, clear as day, I could see you filming in Times Square. Like, I can. But that's where, if you were going to be an electric car owner, you need a second car. So, so I couldn't, car. I couldn't get from Keene to New York City in an EV. I mean, you you can get there, but then now you got to figure out where you're charging it, or maybe you got to charge it on the way, or maybe you can't even get there. Like, I think in a Tesla you can, but. Uh, it's it, it's but then you, you know like a guy like you you're gonna go there and you're gonna get to work right right or you're gonna get to a hotel and where where the hell are you gonna plug the car in it's it's, it's not it's not there yet I actually um I don't even think I told you Aaron but I met with the city of Keene recently and we're talking about the need for you know we want to get involved Minadnock Ford and um I I hope I'm not you know, shooting this in the foot by saying Ford National didn't want to help, but Ford Regional stepped up and said that they'd put a little money behind it if if we were to put some charging stations out in the community. So, so I know there's some over by the skate park. There are, but, but are, so I mean, those are all membership based, and you pay. I looked into this as well. Yeah, I mean, they're all paid everywhere. Right. They, that's where they're going. I mean, the city's not going to give you, you know, that much free electricity out. Well, but we need the we need the charging stations because, you know, a city like Keene is 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 a destination for day trippers. Definitely, big time destination for day trippers. But day trippers is as you know especially if they have an electric car, they're going to want to know where they're charging it, how long it's going to take, and, and how convenient it is. So, I mean, what are the ranges like on, on these EVs now from Ford? I mean, you got the, you got the Mach-E SUV, right? Yeah, and you know what? They've got, they've got huge published ranges, but I, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to insult Ford. But, no, not at all. I mean, I, But we're being transparent here. I, I, I need to see it to believe it, and I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Really? Let's just put it that way. So have you had the opportunity to take like a, a Mach-E from an Anarch Ford home and back at all? I, I haven't. I haven't because they're all sold out. Right. You know, if we if we get a Mach-E, it's got a customer's name on it, oh, so okay. I won't touch well, it. But just, you know, <clears throat> it's it's interesting going online and reading the forums and what, what people are actually experiencing. Right. So I don't know if the, again, I don't know if the technology's all there yet, but the, the cars are, I mean... People love driving it. Right. <laughs> they say it drives amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it certainly looks the balls. The cars. Right. The car is a great looking car. And I do love when we lived on the South Shore, my wife had a short commute, a South Shore of Boston. We had a, she had a short commute. So I got her an electric plug in hybrid right. too. Yeah. Like yours. And she, it was great. Never having to pay for gas. Right. 
It's it blows me away. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. But again, it's just you know, I think like for me, I couldn't have one yet right. unless charging was fast and convenient and kind of readily available. So what's the what's the like if I wanted to order a Maki tomorrow? What what kind of time frame am I looking? Five at? or six months. Really? Yeah. And is that is that pretty pretty standard across the lineup right now? Well, or is right now I think Ford's in the weeds like everybody else with these supply chain shortages. Right. So you know until we can get people back to work, that's what we're going to be dealing with. So how has that affected your business? I think that's a I think people are dying to know that, right? I mean, so it's it's and not it's, not specifically you, but yeah. I'm just in general, right? No, I mean in general the industry the industry's hurting. Uh, you know, I'm really proud of our guys because if you drive by Manadnock Ford, we have a full front line. Yeah. That that's like the number one thing people say when they come into the dealership is, "Wow, you have cars," but it you know it's getting it's getting a little scary out there. Um, but we've we've been okay. Um, again, we have some brilliant people, and they've been very, very aggressive at offering top dollar for people's cars. And we're we're the <laughs> yeah. only dealer I know that has not purchased a single car at the auction this year. Not really, one. not one. Well, can you even afford to? Because they've, they've all because come from supply. trades. Well, you could. I mean, yeah, dem- yeah. demand is so high, though. I mean, you're probably overpaying when you go to the auction, aren't you? So the problem is, like, we could go to the auction, we could pay for the car. And then someone would probably pay us a small profit to get the car. But banks are still looking at what the car is really worth. Oh, yeah. So now you're asking people to put down, not only to overpay, but to put five or six grand down. And that's the real challenge that the industry is is having. Oh, yeah. But we've been able to find the right vehicles. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah we, was, that's that's well, a good point. We'll do, we'll do whatever. I mean, we'll, you know, we, we bought a, uh, a 2012 Corolla from uh, a family member in Boston the other day. I mean, yeah, you I do know, what you I know who do. bought I know who bought that car. Yeah, I think you might. <laughs> he was just sitting here today. Oh, yeah. we're oh that's a, right. That's we're true. at a video shoot. That's yeah. right. That's true. That's right. <laughs> he does work for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And he had nothing but great things to say about you Awesome. Guys. Thank you. Yeah, no, he's, you. he's happy. By the way, I didn't plan that. I just thought of that. Car. I know it was it was a funny lead-in, right? It was like, "Holy cow, yeah, we're going there." Yep. But yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, it's it's nice to see that you guys are staying busy and the team is. I mean, every time I go in there, everybody's everybody's there. Yeah, right? we're we're super busy, and and our service department has been able to keep up. You know, we have a lot of customers saying they're getting turned away at other at other places, and it's it's listen, it's not anybody's fault. Everybody's short-handed. So, so is the supply side of uh, the shortage of supply side? Is that affecting the service side of the business as well? I mean, well, parts availability, parts availability is tough. So you know, I'm going to knock on your your beautiful table here and uh, just say that you know we we have proper staffing right. to service the community right now. Right. But part shortages are very frustrating. So you've got a shortage for microchips, right? Is yes. That, that's, that's the big, that's the hindrance of getting new inventory, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what I would say to everybody is just, just especially like super duty customers, I mm-hmm. would say plan ahead. Right. Okay. So like normally I would tell all friends and family members, like, don't buy a new truck if your old one's still good. Like, sure. wait until it breaks down and costs you a lot of money. Then you know you need to buy a new truck. Well, that advice is out the window now because a Super Duty customer, they can't afford right now to wait until their truck breaks down because right. they need it for their work or their business. Right. 
And and it's just it's scary right now with some of these you know four five six month lead times. So I would say That's if your key. truck's getting older, if you think it's going to need a lot of maintenance, put an order in. Whether you order from me or someone else, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Put an order in now. Plan ahead. Don't wait till the last minute if you use your truck for work. Okay. And then everybody else, if you don't use your truck for work, just be prepared to. Keep your car on the road a little longer. Right. You know, spend the money on the repairs. Do your brakes. Keep the thing going. Keep it alive because new cars are hard to get. So, I mean, when, uh, are you hearing anything in the industry at all? I mean, uh, there, is there a timeline for this? So um, nobody knows. You know, we we right. thought we. I mean, it's not like you can normal. look into a crystal ball, right? I mean, it's no. They're saying things won't get norm back to normal until like twenty twenty three. Are you serious? And for Ford, it's going to be a new kind of normal. Like we keep, you know, in our industry, we call it day supply. In a lot of industries, your right. inventory is measured as a, as a day supply. Mm -hmm. So Ford's going from what used to be one hundred and ten to one hundred and forty day supply on the ground nationally to fifty five day supply. That's what they're calling normal. So that'll be the new normal in twenty twenty three. So it's almost. I mean, this is really forcing manufacturers, every business, to change the way they do business. Yeah, drastically, big time. So they've even shifted incentive money. There used to be no incentives for a custom order. Now it's the other way around. There's like walking in the door. There's almost no incentives. But they're actually give it, they're actually paying you to order a truck. It's like a thousand bucks they're giving you as a customer incentive, plus whatever incentives are there if there are any when the truck does come in. So, so how do you work? How do you work a deal in this marketplace? Right? I mean, the normal the normal deal was I came to the dealership, I saw a car I liked, we traded the car, and and I drove away in a new one. Right? Yeah. And the, all the financing and everything was just done right there. I mean, how does that yeah. process work now? So I'm I'm glad you asked this question because philosophically i'm not really comfortable selling cars over msrp but the reason we're doing so on some of our vehicles now is is really threefold number one with less inventory we still have to make the same amount of money as we did before to keep the lights on right it's so hard with less say, inventory yeah. you got to get a little bit more for the car so we could pay our people continue to support yeah. the community and do all the good things we were talking about right but beyond that We've been burned. People have paid sticker for a car and then turn around and sold it for more. So I, you know, we we you know the Ford Bronco had a waiting list even before yeah, COVID totally. and before these shortages. And what happened was we we sold all our Broncos at MSRP. The cars are coming in. People are buying them, turning around and reselling them for ten k more. So that money needs to stay in the company again so I can continue to support the community and support our employees. But how does, so, I mean, I, I would, so did those people that did that, were they cash buyers? Oh, yeah. Because you couldn't do that on a bank finance, right? I mean. You, you, well, you, you could. It's a yeah. little trickier. You, right. You'd have to, you, you could theoretically, but it, it's, oh, no, if someone's crazy. paying you, if someone's paying you a 10 grand profit, you want the title in hand, right? Oh, yeah. You, no, you totally. don't want to run the risk yeah. of that deal leaving while right. you're waiting for the title to come in. So you're hundred percent right. right. It's definitely better as a, as a cash buyer. Um, so look, you know, as soon as we can, we'll go back to selling cars at sticker minus whatever the Ford incentive is. Right. So how many other dealers out there? I mean, you, you mentioned like markups over MSRP. I mean, what, What's some of the most outrageous markups you've seen on Broncos? Uh, I've I've seen documented in automotive news a seventy five thousand dollar markup. What? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Holy cow. And I can yep. only imagine what the markups on some of the other brands are. Like, so brands like Herb has down in Boston, right? BMW, Audi, Porsche, all that stuff. I mean, yep. he's having supply issues too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll give you a great example. So we recently got uh, a Bronco in. It was uh, the customer canceled their order. Mm-hmm. It was a very rare manual transmission four door Bronco. Like they're only making manuals this one year, and then they're not going to make them anymore. So that car is going to be worth all the money. And we sold it to a gentleman that owns a few car dealerships in Massachusetts. I won't say his name. Yeah, no need to. But he owns a few car dealerships, and and he he knew we were going to charge him over sticker for that rare vehicle. We charged him ten thousand over sticker, and you know I made it clear that I only want to sell it to him if it's for him that he's not going to resell it. Mm-hmm. We even titled it to make sure he doesn't resell it. Well, guess what? He resold it. Well, it's on eBay. I shouldn't say he resold it. He listed it. Pay ten grand over, and he's listing it for for more. So you know, live and learn. And this is a guy. You, have you done? You've done business with this uh, guy in the past. Not, now, not really. I no, just okay. know him from the industry. Okay. I mean, he's a, he's a good guy, but you know, I I felt a little burned. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's free enterprise, right? It's it, capitalism. It's, it's capitalism, yeah, and, and you know, shame on me for not getting enough for it. <laughs> yeah. So we're here with Vadim Maklis from Mananak Ford. Uh, you know, just uh, chatting away. What else? Uh, what else is going on these days with you? I mean, how's the family? Everything's great. You know, two kids boys. have got to be getting older. Yeah. Well, you know, Josh, you just turned eight. You know, wow. Eric turned six in 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 January. So that's that's they're just they're just a lot of fun. Those are great ages. Yeah, they're just a lot of fun. So that's why I'm not working eighty hours. 80, they're keeping you busy. Eighty hours anymore. And I, you know what? And I, I, I'm so happy that you're doing well. I just, I hope you're not going to be working these crazy hours for too long. Well, I'm trying to get to where you're at, right? I mean, I, you know, you want to get a good, a great team in place, and yeah. you want, like, I want to provide jobs to the community. I want to get people involved, and and just keep growing the business to the point where, yeah, I mean, I can step away from some of this stuff that I'm doing right now. Yeah, I mean, bringing Cal on board has been a blessing for me right I, I don't have to sit here until the wee hours of the morning editing right? yeah that's awesome um, and and i'm out we're we're shooting today and he's behind the camera i'm holding an audio stick right so i mean my job's getting a little bit easier good but, good for you man but, but yeah, you know what it's like you know i'm like sitting here talking about you and how much you work but we're trying to grow our company so i'm gonna be right back in the same the same weeds you know if this thing yeah, goes through out of state but it doesn't feel like that i mean yeah i mean at the end of the day you're looking at your watch you're like wow i'm, I'm tired but yeah. It's, you don't. No, not when it's new. It just goes. It's right. just great. And and it's just fun. It's fulfilling. It's, it's, every day I get to see something different, right? I get to see a positive. I'm, yeah. And I see negatives too. I mean, we all do, right? Yeah, yeah. It happens. But, but the positives outweigh that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, so things are great, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm really thrilled. Everything I saw here today, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful space. The equipment's top notch. I mean, I I don't know what to say. Like, if anybody's even thinking about Aaron or, or his work and his team, I could tell you firsthand, um, this this is this is serious business. Roll up your sleeves and get ready, because he's not just gonna deliver like you know an interview or a monologue. Like, there there's some action packed stuff out there. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, there is. Yeah, no, there is. I mean, it's 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 audio, it's video, it's down to earth, it's aerial, it's music, it's loud, it's 
not loud. It's anything you want, he can do. I mean, just look people at the car gonna, show. People are going to think I had you on the show to promote me. No, dude, yeah. you did a show for us. I mean, I've lived it. I We yeah. had a major car show at Monadnock Ford, and Aaron showed up and slayed it. I mean, absolutely slayed Thank it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just that. go. Where, where can people go to see that footage? I don't even know. Oh, they can, they can just look up Steve Celine on YouTube. Steve Celine, Monadnock Ford, and uh, yeah, there's, there's a few videos up there. Yeah, so. it was great. Yeah, check that out check check out yeah check out what we did but check out what aaron did well i'm thinking you do this one next year i'm coming right back out because i've got a bunch of ideas for next year oh yeah oh yeah yeah i wish we could talk we can't talk about them on the air yeah but we're getting there yeah we're getting there so listen man i'm gonna go back to those boys i really appreciate it i appreciate you coming out and being on it was a lot of fun you know we gotta get Ilya in here one day oh god all right well get the get the talisker ready <laughs> no, we're just beer. All right. Outlaw Brewing Company. All right. Tim, all right. Yeah, you, Rick Horton and his team, right? right. We, that's what we do here. So <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right, Vadim. All right, well, thank you very much. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, this-